from Harare, Zimbabwe to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radiantculture.africa or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant underscore culture. Radiant Culture. It's live. It's truth. It's lit. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome to Radiant Culture. I'm Cookie Monster. And today, T-Mac is missing. She's like MIA. I don't know where she is. But that's okay. funny, though, because she said the exact same thing about you last week. Ah, I, I, I guess. Uh, I, no comment. No comment. But I'm here now. That's what matters. And today, we have none other than. The producer He's going to be joining us today And uh, we're going to be dissecting a very very important topic And of course the producer is the pastor Who is the one and only Mr. Kent That's right Yeah So um, Mr. Kent how's it going? I'm good man Yeah Cool boy We should just not make this a habit I'm supposed to be behind the mixer, not behind the mic. But you know, you you you, you just you you know you impose yourself. I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna okay, say okay. nothing. But we, we like having you here. We like having your wealth of it's wisdom and wanted. knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're getting too heavy. <laughs> anyway, moving along. Today we have a very exciting topic that we're gonna be um, discussing and dissecting. Like I said, and we have a guest in the house. Now, a very, very special guest, right? This guy, ah, he's special in all forms of the word, right? Um, So our guest today is Tanai. Tanai is a special guy because we've known this guy for, I don't know how many years now. How many years? Yo, in like 20 years. I don't know, 19 years. This dude. Yeah, man. We, 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 we've, we've known this guy. We've known each other since before, before we were hitting puberty. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, so tonight, why don't you just introduce yourself? Actually, before he does, uh-huh. it's official now. Yeah. Radiant Culture is international. Uh-huh. We've got an international guest. International guest. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna introduce himself and tell us a bit about who he is, what he's been up to, what his deal is. And so, yeah, tonight, what's happening, man? <clears throat> what's happening? Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show this evening. Uh, I'm based in London. Um, was visiting South Africa for three weeks and then came to Zim on the 10th of October. I'm still here. Uh, I should be leaving in about two weeks. Um, <clears throat> I'm an entrepreneur. I run, I run my own consultancy. I work with startups, helping startups in terms of strategy, in terms of access to finance, in terms of digital. Um, and I also serve. I also serve in ministry. Um, I'm passionate about God. So, so, yeah, I think that's a bit about me. Yeah. 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 Just something I had forgotten to mention. This guy... Uh, 
his AKA is <laughs> Fatal Dog. Fatal, Fatal Dog. You know, Fatal Dog is a rapper. He's a rapper of that, note, and I'm sure today he's gonna he's gonna drop he's gonna drop a line or two for us at some point during the show. So this guy is deep, man. He's he's like yeah, he's like on point. Thank he's you, point. thank you, thank you. Like if I call someone deep, right? You know they've got to be deep, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you called Nicki Minaj deep, so huh? your your depth, I, I, your depth uh, uh, level. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> when, when 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 did I call Nicki Minaj deep? <laughs> anyway, we're leaving. What? <laughs> anyway, so today our topic, right? We're talking about practical Christianity, mm. and you know what what's happened through the years. I think you know with with the church is that we. We, we, we've noticed we've noticed certain trends where sometimes believers don't really know what things mean on a practical level. So we we've got a lot of things that we say, a lot of things that we expect, but then when you think of the practicalities of those things, um, we don't really know what it, you know yeah how, how to apply ourselves. Um, over the last few weeks, we've spoken about um, Christians and government. We've spoken about Christian businesses, and today we're going to be talking about a subject that I think is very important which is that why are christian nations poor it's a bit of a difficult one but i think the stats show it in fact i watched a clip some time back that was talking about the successful nations versus the nations that are not successful and one of the factors that they brought up (laughs) uh, is that a lot of the unsuccessful nations have some sort of a religious um, bent or believe in some sort of a, of a God, I guess, right? And of course, you know, they, they were almost, almost mocking it. But then it got me thinking that, is there truth in that? Um, and then if you look on the flip side, that a lot of the countries that are dominating the world right now are countries that are mostly uh, atheistic or they're very liberal in some of their views or they believe that you know they're they're post-modern nations all all of that kind of stuff anyway so just to to get into this right we're talking about nations but we're also going to break it down to us you know to where we're at on a on a a daily basis on a practical level to say is this really true right so here's how we're going to begin this fatal I want us to talk about this for a second because you're you're based you're, you're based in in London, yeah. And I'm sure you get to see a lot of stuff over there. What what do you actually think about this, right? Because London, <laughs> Britain happens to be one of the nations that colonized us, and mm. it, um, and I guess they were religious back then. Mm. I don't know about now. I know I know, I know things th- things have changed. But mm. what, what what do you believe about this? That is there a correlation between the wealth that a nation has? and their stance on God? It's an interesting question. I think you can look at it from different perspectives. Um, Great Britain Mm -hmm. is a tiny island which literally conquered the world, hence the name Great Britain. Um, And... I guess the question is, how did they do that? Yeah. I think we can look at it from a spiritual perspective of how, how did they conquer the whole world, being so small? Mm. 
And then we can look at it from a practical perspective of how big was their vision? What were they thinking when they left their shores? So it's a tricky question. It's a tricky question. I think, I think we have a lot of wealth. Mm-hmm. We are, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from an African perspective because that's where we are. That's where I come from. <clears throat> I think we're endowed with resources. I think we're wealthy. When mm-hmm. we look at the land and we look at the natural resources we have in the land, we're actually very wealthy. But the issue is the distribution of wealth mm-hmm. and, 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 and the extraction, the extraction of wealth, the distribution of wealth. But the wealth that we have actually empowered our colonizers. They, they were able to build because of what they extracted from our land. <clears throat> so I think the question is, what's happening now? What's happening now in Africa? Well, what, what, what is the relationship between our, our, you know, the West and Africa? And what is happening in Africa? Are we managing those resources adequately? From a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. I think Christians are not understanding their role. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or their identity or their purpose. <clears throat> the reason why I say that is because we don't hear much about the kingdom. Yeah. Um, and yet Jesus came and he spoke about the kingdom. When we look at what Jesus was teaching, he was teaching about the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is inside you. The kingdom is a mindset. But the kingdom actually is about heaven on earth. The kingdom is about colonizing earth with the values and the principles of heaven. <clears throat> so, 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 so what, so what I, so what I, 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 what I believe in is a kingdom mindset, a kingdom perspective. And I believe that if people learn kingdom concepts mm-hmm. and kingdom principles, then they can be kingdom citizens wherever they are, and through that they can generate wealth. Because I think that wealth is a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Wealth is not an end. It's not like, I think we've got the thing reversed. We think, ah, attain money, attain money, attain money. Whereas I believe that the, 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 the paradigm is... How can I add value? What can I produce? What can I do that's going to generate wealth? And what am I going to do once I have that wealth? That's good. And I think that mentality creates sustainability. It creates a long-term, um, you know, it enables a long-term, uh, what can I call it? Focus. Anyway, so yeah, why, why are you just, thinking about that? Yeah. Um, so from what you're saying, uh, you're basically saying we have a mindset problem, right? I'm going to come back to that just now. Mm. And Pastor, <clears throat> I'm going I'm to bring this to you. I want to hear what you think. Because one of the things that we, and we've, we've actually discussed this before, right? That 
why is it that uh, Tanaya here touched on, touched on Africa and the fact that Africa has resources and is very well endowed with resources, but still happens to be one of the poorest continents and has some of the poorest nations in the world, right? And the flip side is that the nations that are owning the means of production, that are even exploiting Africa, are for the most part not even Christian, Christian nations, and I'm saying that with quotes, right? Whereas in Africa, dude, most countries you go to, there's, except maybe for countries that are Muslim or whatever, but my point is that most countries that you go to, people believe in God mm. in some way, shape or form. Yeah. You're going to find church, you're going to find all these things happening. We pray, like Africans, we pray. But so, so where, where's the disconnect? I think that's the problem. I think we pray too much. <laughs> I think we pray too much because, and there's nothing wrong with prayer, but I think there's, there always has to be a, a balance. Um, I remember our good friend here uh, way back, I think it's 12 years ago, <clears throat> he used to, he used to preach to me. You know, I, was, I, was, I was his one hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's and true. He had a very interesting concept that has stuck with me for a very long time. And then how I view, view the world and how things function. Mm -hmm. And he's always used to say that there's the structure and the spirit. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a spiritual side to everything, but there's a structural side. Mm -hmm. And I think as Africans, we focus too much on the spiritual side and neglect the structural. Mm -hmm. And we have an advantage, whereas the secular world is mainly focused on the structural, you see, whereas we have, you know, access to the spiritual. Yeah. But I think our challenge now is to how do we translate the spiritual and put it into a structure mm -hmm. that works in this current, in this, in this, in this world that we're in. And I think that's the problem we have, because you will find that whenever most Africans... Mm. who are believers, have a problem, what do they, what do, they do? They pray. Mm. They pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Mm. And that's it. Mm. All night oh. prayers, 24-hour prayers, <laughs> going to the mountains, we pray. It's not bad, but, okay, after mm. that prayer, then you do what? You know, mm. I actually had a message um, that I preached a few weeks ago where I was illustrating something about, you know, when Jesus, uh, just before Jesus... Um, uh, chose his disciples. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible clearly tells us, and it's in Mark, that he he prayed overnight. Mm. Right? He prayed overnight. It's distinct, distinctively, distinctively um, thingy. Um, how, did Judas, how did Judas make it? But Jesus actually prayed mm, the whole night. It actually says that in Mark. It prayed the whole night. Mm -hmm. Then when he had prayed, he came down from a mountain. He was on a mountain, came down, and he chose his twelve. Right. So from that prayer, he actioned whatever he was talking to God about. Right. I and like he that. came and he set up his government, so to say, his, his twelve uh, uh, <coughs> disciples that he was going to empower to establish his kingdom. Right. You know. And that's the, the thing, the, 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 the spiritual and the, and the structural. Whereas for an African, you will go up the mountain and pray overnight and go back home and sleep and say, I believe God is going to do something. And then you don't actually action out or uh, you know, practically uh, do what you feel God has told you in that prayer session. I see. So whereas other people 
who don't really subscribe to prayer and to some of the things we believe in just act on exactly. what, they, what they believe in and yes. they do it and they produce results. So I think we have a bit of a dilemma here because um, he was talking about mindset, how the kingdom is a mindset. So where, where is the disconnect? Because that's what I'm trying to understand now, right? We, we have to get to the bottom of it. That is the disconnect with um, the way... Is it stemming from the way that we are raised as Africans and the way that we think? Um, is it with the way that we are being taught in our churches, right? Is it a mixture or is it that there's <laughs> something spiritual that is happening and okay. we're all under some spell? You know what I'm trying to say? My, 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 spelling Adam, uh, my spell Adams. Okay, my thoughts... Um, I want, I want to address the spiritual aspect, the spiritual warfare aspect uh, after, after this. I think when we look at what, 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 what Keith was saying in terms of the spirit and the structure, and it, when the kingdom of God is advancing, it advances in spirit and structure. Mm -hmm. So in a practical and in a spiritual way as well. Spirit and truth. Uh, okay, you can you can put it that way, but 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 let's look at something. Um, in the Old Testament, we have the prophets. Indeed, mm -hmm. what, what 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 is the prophetic? The prophetic is saying what God is saying, mm -hmm. or expressing what God is saying. Indeed, the prophetic. Let's say that's spiritual. Indeed, and then we have in the New Testament we have the apostles. Mm -hmm. The 12 disciples were sent out by Jesus, and then they spread the gospel. And then we have the book, the Acts of the Apostles, the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. Now, the apostles, when you look at the word apostle, it actually means sent one, mm -hmm. one who is sent. So when you break down the Old Testament and the New Testament, you're looking at prophets, people who say what God is saying, and then apostles people who are sent. Mm -hmm. But if you look at apostles, and now I'm speaking in a practical sense, I'm not just talking about a church building. When you look at prophets and apostles, because that's how the kingdom advances, it advances through prophets and apostles, as well as teachers, evangelists, yeah. and pastors. So and the, ministry, the, the ministry gifts. The fivefold, yeah, the ministry gifts. But when we look at those two gifts, prophet and, uh, prophets and apostles, what we see is those gifts are not confined to a church building. Yeah. And it so, so, so you can be prophetic and apostolic, mm -hmm. but outside the church. But you're expressing those gifts. Mm -hmm. So prophetic in music. You're singing about something that's about to happen. Prophetic in that your music is touching people's lives. Prophetic in that, you know, people are drawn. Kunawari when they hear. Andidi. Then you're apostolic in terms of building. Apostol apostles are people who build. It's about structures. It's about systems. It's about blueprints, strategies. Mm -hmm. You see? So those two, we really need those two elements to advance God's kingdom. Now, in the enemy's kingdom, those elements are also used, but they're used in the opposite, mm -hmm. the prophetic and the apostolic. Mm -hmm. 
So what you have is prophetic music, which is communicating something demonic or something evil, but it has, it's prophetic. It's coming from a prophetic spiritual place. Mm -hmm. And then you have apostolic systems and structures that have been set up. Most of these have been set up centuries ago Mm -hmm. to enslave people. So the system of Egypt, that was apostolic in how it was governed, but it was a system of slavery. Mm -hmm. The system of Sodom, immorality, but it was a system. The system of Babylon, captivity. So so, so, so what I want to say is we need the prophetic and the apostolic to advance the kingdom. And we need our people to be operating in these gifts. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that, and um, and I hope our listeners are listening because that that is very that that, that is quite deep what you're saying, right? Um, sounds very learned. <laughs> <laughs> um, so essentially, here's what I what, what I'm trying to understand. Yeah. <clears throat> essentially, what you're saying is that. As believers, we need to be thinking about how we can practicalize the gifts in our different spheres of influence, if I can call them that. That if you're in business, right, you've got to be thinking that, am I being apostolic here? Am I being, if you're, if you're running a company or you, you have a certain position in a company, you've got to be constantly thinking about how you can advance the kingdom in that. Is, is that, is that what, what you're saying? Yeah, because because you mentioned about us thinking in terms of outside the the, the four walls of the church, mm. right? In fact, our church has got more than four walls. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> outside the, the the walls of the church, right? What exactly? If you can break it down to a practical, so if somebody's listening right now mm. and they wanna, and, and if they were to ask you, okay, what exactly does that mean for me with mm. with where I'm at? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. Okay. So, so, so let's, let's go back to the Garden of Eden where Adam, the first man, was. Adam was given a mandate, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue the earth. Yeah. Be fruitful, so be productive. Mm-hmm. Wait a productive, multiply that production. Wadaro, subdue. Subdue means... Um, have dominion in a certain area, a certain place. Mm. Replenish, which means there should be continuity in what you're doing. So the question is, what, what, what are you good at? What are you, what are you called to do? What is your area? What is your domain? What is your land? Mm-hmm. Because where you are is, 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 you know, you've been placed there for a reason. And if you don't know why you're there, then the question is probably, what problem can you solve? Or what solution can you offer? Mm-hmm. Because that's linked to your purpose. So, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so, think in terms of... So, okay, I kind of get what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I want to I bring it back to you. Pastor, right? Because I, I, I want to take the discussion to our next point, which is linked to this one, um, which is that <clears throat> not having resources 
right? Mm. Not having money, let me, let me put mm. it that way. Because unfortunately, sometimes church folk don't have money, yeah. right? So not, not having money automatically leaves us at the mercy of the people who have the money. Mm. And so now you find that what's happening in the world is things like um, the gospel needs to be spread, but that costs money, mm. right? Um, there are many initiatives that we need to, to be involved in, mm. but they, they require money. Mm. So, but right now, as it stands, a lot of your philanthropists mm. are, to my knowledge, not Christian, mm. right? Of course, we, we do have many, especially the older organizations that were founded by missionaries and things like that. But I'm talking about right now, you look mm. at your big foundations, for example, and a Ford Foundation and... Mm. Uh, Rockefeller Foundation and all of them. Mm. I don't know if they're exclusively Christian. And, but then they're the ones that are doing the work. They're the mm. ones that are in the world, that are making an impact in the world. Mm. So <clears throat> what does that mean for us? Does it mean that we, we've also lost that sense of mission, that we're supposed to actually have money so we can do all these good things? We've got to do good, but we can't do good if we're worried about our own selves. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's hard for me to be thinking about a kid who needs to be taken to school if my own kids are not going to school, mm. right? Or to be trying to, be trying to give some, someone shoes when I have mm. no shoes. Or, or mm. I can end up becoming so greedy because I'm thinking, ah, I suffered to get this, so why? Mm. So, so I'm, trying to say, I'm, trying, I'm trying to say that <coughs> is the problem also that we, we've lost that sense of mission as, as Christians, right? Is it still there? Pastor, maybe you, you, can, you can help us there. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting because um, you do find that a lot of people who do a lot of good, um, for example, um, Richard Branson, he doesn't believe in God, um, but you look at the work. Like I, I follow him on Twitter and stuff, and you look at the stuff that he Or oh, maybe could it be that the Christians are doing a lot of good, they just don't post it? On Twitter, <laughs> it could be, it could be, anyway, but yeah. um, it could be, but I don't see it though. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't see it. I'm not saying there are no Christians doing stuff, but I'm saying that it seems like the the people that are not spiritual seem to be in control, right? And I'll go back to a parable. Uh, that Jesus actually gave, and he was talking about the the wise the wise manager, mm-hmm. and and there's a statement that a lot of Christians don't like. Where, you know, Jesus says, you know, the the children of this world are more shrewd than the children of the light, mm-hmm. and he was basically outlining or basically describing the situation that we are seeing right now, where we see that a lot of the world. So it seems to be in the secular environment mm-hmm. rather than the thing, the, the Christian environment. And Jesus goes on to say, he then challenges us children of the light and says, use worldly wealth to make friends for yourself. Mm. And basically, what, what does that that's, actually a, mean? That's, that's, a, that's a fundamental thing. What, what's he saying there? It's a it's network. Exactly. And it's also about contact generation. Uh-huh. Because like he was saying, you need to have wealth is a means to an end, not an end. And a lot of us Christians view it as an end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
wealth is supposed to be something that you use to gain traction and to set up systems and structures and 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 and, and, and things that mm. that benefits that that add value to mm. society right so if us as christians want to add value from a kingdom perspective how are we going to do that without the wealth without the tools that are used in this world that's why he says use worldly wealth mm-hmm. because there's another level of wealth that you know we can't access um, we can only access later that's mm-hmm. the spiritual wealth or the eternal wealth that's that's in store for us but he's saying right now as you're on earth use worldly wealth so that you can make friends you can make eternal friends Right. Interesting. Mm. That's actually quite deep. And so I think, it, I think it comes back to the point that I, I raised a few, a few moments ago where I was saying, is it that we've now lost our sense of mission? I, I know that within the Christian circles, there's a whole debate about the prosperity gospel, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in quotes. Where there's also a huge emphasis on prosperity within the church right and of course that's now spawned a whole industry (laughs) of all kinds of things merchandising and holy water and all of this right and i don't want to throw shade because hey listen i don't know but the point is sometimes when you look at it you just think hmm this this is kind of weird but then sometimes the mindset that you get with people is that i want to it becomes all about i want to be i want to serve god so that i can be rich. God wants me to be rich. God wants me to have money, right? And then there's another camp which is actually totally against the pers- that that whole prosperity gospel to say it's messed up. It's it's messing people up, especially in Africa, right? And I've read several books about this, mm. right? Um, so my question now to you guys is where where do we strike that balance? That balance to say we want people to begin to consciously think about their mission, consciously work hard and generate wealth, right? That they can use to do the work of God, but at the same time, not to get caught up in the prosperity trap. Mm. Yeah. I've also got a question in that, why does it seem like the poorer a nation becomes, the more spiritual the, pe- <laughs> the people become? <laughs> No, think about it. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. <laughs> would, would you, okay, okay. Think about it. Would you? You're in London. Would you see in the newspaper a headline that says Prophet so and so has a record attendance? No. Exactly. But we had that last week where it says Magaya has record attendance. You know what I mean? No, no, but but but, like, but, but let's, these guys have, okay. Let's, look, let's, look at what happened. What happened with with thingy you know there's some secular artists that came and they 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 couldn't fill up what was it uh was it the the stadium or something they couldn't fill up the stadium right and we have people like magaya i mean makandiwa has an overflow at the national sports stadium Okay. Because he's telling people that they're wearing blue panties <laughs> and whatever, right? People, well, people want to hear that kind of stuff. <laughs> I have a friend who, who has a problem. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Makandiwa, just to put it out there. I'm actually quite a, a bit of a fan of his. But um, I have a friend who has a problem with those type of churches. Because he went to Makandiwa's church uh, once and he looked around the, 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 you know, the congregation 
and was offering time and people had their one dollar five dollars in their hand because you have that thing you know raise your offering and whatnot and it's looking and you can look at these people and like these people are struggling yeah these are poor people mm-hmm. why are you taking their money <laughs> you know what I mean? i'm not saying you was taking their money but you know from that perspective yeah. you kind of look at it and you're like man why are you know Poor nations, so gullible. Because they're desperate. Because <laughs> they're desperate. They, they need answers. They need help. That's why they, 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 they behave in that way. But it's a problem we have in Africa. We want fascination, you know? Yeah. I mean, drinking petrol and all of that nonsense. <laughs> I mean, come on now. When I talk about prophets and apostles on a serious level now we need the prophetic and we need the apostolic yeah the reason why we need those things i'll tell you why because the the prophetic is going to deal with what is god saying concerning you what is god saying concerning your family your city your country right now what season are you in what do you need to do next that's the prophetic yeah the apostolic comes from hearing the prophetic because you build based on what you hear. Exactly. So once you hear, Kuti, okay, I need to be in media. Then you align to that word. And when, once you align to that word, there's alignment with what God is doing. Yeah. We pray, thy will be done yeah. as it is in heaven on earth. Yeah. So we need the prophetic and the apostolic. And when I say this now, the, the, the office of the prophetic has been brought into disrepute. And I believe this is part of the enemy strategy because now you hear prophet, but that's serious stuff. They're prophets on different levels. There's governmental prophets, there's prophets in music. So there's the office of the, pro- the, the, the prophet, there's the gift of the prophet. There's the spirit of the prophet. And then we have the apostolic, which functions in different sectors and different parts of, you know, different parts of the world. But I just feel that we, we need to go back to the blueprint. We need to go back to what God is actually saying in his word, you know? So... Coming back to the word, mm. what the word actually says, mm. you know, um, you know, there's a verse that says, you know, religion that our father accepts is, you know, taking care of widows, the orphans, yes, and the sir. poor. Yes, sir. And looking at that on a practical level, is, are we seeing the church in Africa doing that? Mm. And what what I actually see is something that's opposite, where there's a me first, a me first mentality. Where is I want my blessing, I want my anointing. Okay, you know that sort of thing. Okay, can I say something here? I'm going back to prophetic and apostolic. We have models, prophetic models and apostolic models. The prophetic models, when I say prophetic models, is the dudes in the Bible, Abraham, mm. and it, let's go back to that guy. 
Who was that man? Because when we hear about Abraham, I think we hear he was a man of faith. Mm. And did he? Yeah. But let's talk practically now. Let's dissect who this guy was. Mm. Abraham was a man of wealth. Yeah. Leave your land. I'll show you a, a, a land. And all nations will be blessed through you. Mm. And did he? And then when we read about Abraham, we see... Uh, 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 there were wealth transfers that happened in various parts of Genesis where Abimelech took his wife and then Abimelech gives him wealth and then blah, 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 and then he gets wealth. But when you look at how he acquired his wealth, the Bible breaks down what he had. It says he had sheep, he had goat, he had kettle, he had female servants, he had male servants. Why is that important? Why are we being told about what Abraham had? And I believe it's because it's important. Because we actually see that Abraham was a wealth manager. He was actually managing different assets. He was managing different resources. Okay, yeah. and, 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 and so we need to be managers. This is what, uh, 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 this is a dimension I believe we're not teaching people. We're not teaching people to be good managers. And this is why we have the parable of the shrewd manager. Mm. The the shrewd manager did some bad things, but he managed the situation. And then he, you know the story. So I believe that a a dimension that is not being taught in in, in our churches and our ministries is actually management. Practical management. I'm going to cut you off there a little bit. Of uh, little stuff. Yeah. Small stuff. Yeah. To the big stuff. Um, I like what you're talking about there. Uh, management and the importance of being able to account for stuff and all of mm. that. Right? It's crucial. And when we really start thinking about practicality, because what often baffles me is this, that something happens, a believer... Uh, <laughs> a brother or a sister gets a new position or they do something amazing, right? Everybody congratulates them. Ah, we praise God. We see the grace of God mm. on you. And I'll be honest, some of the questions I've often had are things like, wait, but there's just as many people who don't believe in God who've achieved this and more. Mm. Surely the grace of God is bigger than G? Mm. what this person has done. And so then I, I end... <laughs> but this is... This, this, this is... These are the kinds of thoughts that yeah. come into my mind, hey. right? And it's like sometimes as, as believers, we camp around this thing and just say, wow, God has been... And I'm, listen, I'm sure God has been amazing and the grace of God has been there. But I almost feel like I'm, I'm thinking... So what? Is, is the grace of God just there for people, for, for jobs and job promotions? Right, and for people to get uh, new cars, and yes, all, all those things are good, but surely we've got to be thinking about more far reaching um, things, more impactful things. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. For me, when I, when I think of the fact that Strive, and I'll use Strive because I'm a huge fan of his, that Strive is taking 40,000 orphans to school, mm. right? For me, that's like, okay, now, now we're talking, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, when I hear about other, other Christians that mm. are doing outstanding things, mm. right? Um, I've, got a, I've got a friend who's running a business who's just bought a whole lot of machinery because mm. for him it's about changing how the industry is working. So mm. I'm thinking that's, 
that, that for me is amazing, mm. right? Because that's what believers ought to be doing. Yeah. But now we're caught up at a subsistence level. Yeah. Where it's just like the small stuff. Yeah. And guys, we can't be having an all night prayer for. <laughs> you, 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 get, you get what I'm trying to say. Who's going to be building the corporations? That's who, the apostolic, and that's why who, we who's need gonna that. Be, yeah. even, even with the NGOs and all yeah. this work yeah. that needs to be done, yeah. the development we want to see, who's going to be doing it mm. if we're spending half the time talking about the grace of God for like someone's mm. new Nissan Sunny? No, mm. no, no offense mm. if you own one, but I'm just trying to say that I think we need to be thinking bigger. That was my first car. but 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 i believe i believe in thinking on a global and generational level Mm -hmm. and i believe when you think like that you can build something that's scalable and sustainable something that will occupy space which means to subdue Mm -hmm. and something that can occupy time which is actually to replenish so I think the interesting thing as well is that the enemy now thinks generationally and he thinks globally. So while we're worried about Maria Combi, the enemy is after your kids. Yeah. Kids. Right. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. If you're going to have kids, yeah. he's after your <laughs> seed. So the enemy will attack us systematically and institutionally. And the way that happens is for the next 200 years or 300 years. Yeah. But let me show you something. If you look at the United Kingdom, the United Kingdom, it's a kingdom. What is a kingdom? A kingdom is a domain Mm -hmm. where a king has domain, king dominion, Mm -hmm. king kingdom. So a kingdom will colonize another place and then impose its value system, its culture, its customs on that place and have control. Now, what I believe God is saying for us through the kingdom message and the kingdom principles is, let me colonize heaven. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come. Come. So I believe, this is why I'm emphasizing the kingdom mindset. We've got to think about heaven on earth. Like, like, like colonizing, taking over, taking yeah. territory. That's true. Yeah. Right. Fatal, 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 fatal. Thanks for that. Kingdom. <laughs> colonizing, that word just sounds funny. <laughs> but but I, get, I get exactly what you're saying. So now, okay. Um, we're going to have to close just now, right? But in terms of what we need to do on a day-to-day. Because you mentioned something that I think is very crucial, which is mindset. Mm. That our mindset needs to change. Mm. And our, at least our mindset needs to be challenged, mm. right? To say, <clears throat> vision, for, just vision, for example. Mm. What is your vision as a person? Mm. What do you see? What do you want to accomplish for God? Because mm. I think those are questions we really need to ask ourselves that, if I were to die today, mm. or if I'm, if I'm to die in the next 10 years, mm. right, what do I want to have accomplished for God? And what do I want to be known for? Mm. I don't know if we're still driven by that sort of passion and um, ambition to say, I want to accomplish great things for God. Mm. You know, so I- instead of hiding, because I just feel like a lot of us are hiding behind 
ministry even sometimes they will just say i know i just want to do what i have to do and and i'm sure god of course you can you can be called to ministry there's no doubt about that but i'm saying let's not use that as an excuse for non-performance mm. if you're supposed to be out in the in the field working mm. right then let's be out there working yes mm. i know things are hard in zim uh things are difficult jobs are hard to come by i'm not discounting all of that but i still think that it's important for us as believers to really if we're, if you're going to be having an all night prayer then pray that god gives you a vision mm. i think those are the kinds of things we really need to spend our mm. time thinking about because if we don't do that mm. who's going to build where there's no vision yeah. mm. um and so there's a, there's a gap there even with the young people young mm. leaders i think we need we need more young young adults that are leaders that are really mm. pushing to to st- that are pushing people to stand up for god but accomplishing mm. great things mm. in the world you know running companies and running organizations mm. and having um big posts at all these big i i think we need that mm. so that people cuz chat guys being christian can't just be about us living in our little mm. shells mm. anyway um we we have to draw to a close now so i, I would like us to get some parting thoughts from our guest and from the pastor. <laughs> yeah. So, some parting thoughts and then and then we'll we'll bring it to a close. Yeah. Um parting thoughts, I think five questions that one can ponder on which I've written here. Who am I? Which deals with identity. Why am I here? Which deals with purpose. Where am I going which deals with vision how do I do it which deals with strategy and then what will I be remembered for which deals with legacy um and I think these are just questions for people to meditate on to 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 pray about um I think in conclusion we need the prophetic and the apostolic we need to know what god is saying and we need to build based on what god is saying yeah. um yeah i think i think that's it from from awesome. like from that. my side yeah i like those five questions pastor balance you know prayer and practical yeah prayer yeah. and practical i like that Prayer and practical. Yeah, not just these pray, 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 pray till something happens. No, pray and make something happen. Mm. You know, you know, yeah. go and act it out. Run. Yeah. Mm. Run. We, we like, we, in our church, we like to say prayer is, a, is our strategy meeting with God. It's where our, you I get like the download of Sheesh. I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm. Well, there you have it, guys. There you have it. I think this has been a very important discussion. So, yeah. I'm Cookie Monster. It's been real. Fatal. It's been nice to have you, man. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiant@thehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.